Hi everybody, this is Bill Owen, back with another podcast, and we're in the world of sports once again, focused on uh, today, world heavyweight boxing champions. Uh, I hope on the distaff side, the ladies don't object to that. Now, there are a lot of lot of female boxing fans, of course, but uh, growing up, boxing was so exciting for the boys in my neighborhood. And, uh, well, <clears throat> prize fighting, I, I would say, is only a shell of what it once was. The heavyweight champions, uh, when they would fight, is really comparable to uh, today's World Series or Super Bowl. Everybody would listen to the Joe Lewis fights in particular. That was, to me, the golden age of boxing. Oh, they had their, their problems and uh, dealing with fixed fights and so on in that era too but there was something wonderful and marvelous about it it just just seemed like such a great sport at the time myself i i scarcely pay any attention to it today but that was that was a mighty era joe lewis i remember i remember uh, kids would say would you fight joe lewis for a million dollars oh yeah yeah sure we would yeah I don't think so. I don't think so. But going back to the the heavyweights, the most interesting uh, category, I think, John L. Sullivan. They called him the Boston Strong Boy. He made the transition from the uh, what they call the bare knuckle era to gloved boxing. He was the last champion of the bare knuckle era and the first of the glove boxing era. Did you know he was a, a pro baseball player before he became a professional boxer? He became champion back in 1889. And, and this is incredible. He won the title by defeating Jake Kilrain in round, get this, 75. It was scheduled for 80 rounds. Can you imagine? Pretty tough people in those days. John L. Sullivan, the Boston strong boy. Now, the only man to defeat Sullivan, do you know who that was? Gentleman Jim Corbett, played by uh, Errol Flynn in that wonderful Warner Brothers picture called uh, Gentleman Jim. And Corbett ushered in the the modern era. By that, I mean he'd used a technique more than just brute force when he was in the ring. And uh, he managed to beat uh, the great John L. in round 21. And uh, he lost his title eventually to Bob Fitzsimmons. He always wanted a rematch with Fitzsimmons, was never able to get one. He thought he could beat him a second time around. And that was in a uh, 14th round KO by Bob Fitzsimmons. And then uh, it's Fitzsimmons' turn to lose, and he lost to Jim Jeffries in 11 rounds. Then along came Jack Johnson, the first black champion. A very controversial character. We'll talk about that in a moment, but he, he won the title by defeating Tommy Burns. And then uh, Jess Willard came along, and he knocked out Johnson in 26 rounds. Did he really? Well, Johnson claimed that he threw the fight. He was under pressure to, uh, to turn the uh, championship over to a white man. Well, we'll never know, but there was a picture of of Johnson lying, supposedly uh, being knocked to the uh, floor of the ring and shading his eyes from the sun in Havana, Cuba. 
as back in 1915. Very famous photo. Did he or did he not throw the fight? I don't know if we'll ever know. Then uh, Willard, who uh, defeated Johnson, came along and and uh, he lost to the great Jack Dempsey, the Manasseh Mauler from Colorado in three rounds. And what happened to Dempsey? Well, he lost his crown uh, to an unlikely uh, heavyweight, Gene Tunney. Nobody thought Tunney had much of a chance, but he won a 10-round unanimous decision in 1926. Now the uh, the big fight was a rematch a year later. And uh, even though Dempsey lost the first time around, people were so sure, oh, he'll definitely win this time. But what happened was in round seven, you may have heard of the so-called long, long count, Dempsey did not get back to his neutral corner in time, and the referee uh, delayed the count giving Tunney time to get up and eventually win the fight, and uh, again unanimously in 10 rounds. Well, there were many other great champions, including uh, Max Schmeling, the, the German, who became a paratrooper in the Nazi army, and yet uh, he became great friends with Joe Lewis yeah, years after they had that uh, great fight. And... Uh, Jack Sharkey came along. Primo Carnera. Primo Carnera, born in Sequals, Italy in 1906. He is said to have been, if you can believe this, 22 pounds at birth. Uh, there was Max Baer. There was uh, Jim Braddock. Of course, Joe Lewis we'll be talking about in a moment. Ezra Charles. Joe Walcott. Rocky Marciano. When Marciano fought Lewis, he said he, he cried because uh, he didn't want to defeat the great Joe Lewis, but he did. Floyd Patterson, Sonny Liston came along, and Cassius Clay, better known as Muhammad Ali. But boxing, especially the heavyweights, all downhill from that point. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember when the Cassius Clay changed his name to Muhammad Ali. He was very, very insistent that he be known as Muhammad Ali. That was his new name. Well, there was a gathering of reporters uh, in a New York hotel interviewing him, and uh, his mother happened to be there, his mother coming up from his hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, every time a reporter would uh, make a, a slip and, and say, Cassius, I mean that Muhammad, he would uh, he would say something like, "My name is Muhammad Ali. It's not Cassius Clay. That was my slave name." So he was he was uh, rough on the reporters, even though in most cases I think it was just an innocent slip of the tongue. Anyway, after the interview was all over, his mother called him and said, uh, "Cassius, come here a minute." And he said, "Yes, Mama." <laughs> so he he uh, didn't get his name changed by his mama, not at that point. But Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis, Joe, Joseph Lewis Barrow, known as the Brown Bomber, he came out of uh, Lafayette, Alabama, born there in 1914. What a remarkable record. 65 wins in the ring and only three losses. His family moved to Detroit from Alabama in 1926, and he pursued his career. He won the... Uh, Heavyweight title in 1937, defeating James Braddock. 
and he was champion until 1949. Think about it, 12-year run. He had so many memorable bouts against uh, fighters like Max Bear. He also fought Max's younger brother, Buddy Bear. He fought the aforementioned uh, Primo Carnera, Billy Kahn, two great fights. I remember Kahn had a way of dancing away. He was, he was probably a better boxer. He wasn't as powerful as, as Lewis. But uh, the line was, uh, Joe Lewis said, he can run, but he can't hide. And there was one rap against Joe Lewis. It was said that he did not ever want to fight a lefty because he got confused in the ring against a lefty. Well, he didn't have any uh, lefty fights, but he had a challenger, the light heavyweight champion Melio Bettina was a southpaw, and he desperately wanted to take on Joe Lewis, but uh, Joe never gave him that chance. Oh, there was two-ton Tony Galento. He used to train on beer and cigars, he said. <laughs> Tommy Farr, Max Spelling we mentioned, Jersey Joe Walcott, Abe Simon, all fights with Lewis. Bob Pastor, Johnny Paycheck, I love that name. Lou Nova, Arturo Godoy. 27 championship fights. His only defeats, Joe Lewis we're talking about, the only defeats in his career were to Max Schmeling, which he avenged in the first round in the return match, Rocky Marciano and Ezard Charles. And it was that defeat uh, to Ezard Charles that cost Joe Lewis his title. Well, there's a little look at the heavyweight uh, history, and at least the modern time since uh, the bare knuckle era and uh, it's kind of sad what's happened to uh, to the uh, profession of boxing i've got a list here of uh, of the top 10 boxers of all time now this is very subjective and you could have your own list certainly but i put joe lewis at the top with jack dempsey second and then muhammad ali followed by sugar ray robinson I have John L. Sullivan at number five, Willie Pep at number six, Jim Corbett. Not all of these, of course, were heavyweights. Jim Corbett, Henry Armstrong, Mickey Walker from Fargo, North Dakota, the toy bulldog, they called him, Mickey Walker. Uh, not He's not from Fargo. He, he fought a man from Fargo, Billy Petroli, the Fargo Express. But Mickey Walker was the toy bulldog. And uh, Rocky Marciano rounding out the top ten. I'm sure you have your others. There was uh, a boxer named Billy Graham, a very great, competent boxer. There's Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, let's see, Jake LaMotta. So many others over the years. Great boxers, great names. There was the the uh, South Carolina shoeshine boy, they called him, Bo Jack. Well, that's our look at boxing, and uh, we'll be back with another podcast on a completely different subject. So it's nice to be with you and spend some time reminiscing about the past.